COVID. 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 That's all we have heard for the last year and a half, and it's what we continue to hear every single day. The pandemic has reshaped the world and irreversibly changed the lives of each of us. This year, classes are back in person. Things are finally transitioning back to what we used to deem as normal, or to some sort of new normal. The pandemic is not over yet, and we're all still trying to understand what this all means. However, for all that we have heard and read about these changes, we still need to rethink our narrative and reflect more deeply about our days and nights, losses and gains, tears and smiles during these times. These reflections take time and require careful sifting through our memories, thoughts, and emotions, alongside study of data and expert analysis. We think, and we hope you will too. That analyzing the stories we are telling about the pandemic is important. Understanding the ways in which different leaders and experts are trying to persuade us to think and behave differently about or because of the pandemic will help to prepare us to face the unpredictable future ahead of us. So, welcome to the Voices Through the Mask podcast, a production by students at Emory University and David Morgan's New Media Writing Class. We may need to speak through our mask to create this podcast, but we think we've got useful things to say about where we've been and where we are headed. Welcome back to the Voices Through the Mask podcast. This week's episode is produced by Elijah Chow and Ashwin Udre. This episode is titled "Trauma is an Overused Trope." This installment is a discussion of the trauma that many face throughout the pandemic and its distinction from the various other definitions of the term trauma. Should we refer to pandemic issues with the umbrella term of trauma, or should we coin a new term for them? Yo, can I can I say some things about like last year? Like it's, I really need to get off because of my chest. Like, straight, like I know I've been talking a lot about like how this semester has been like pretty bad, mm-hmm. like you know with the broken leg and stuff. But like yeah. now that I think about it, like my the past year, like in in the fall of twenty twenty and spring twenty twenty one, that entire school year was so bad. For me, like it was literally the the worst thing that happened in my life,、mm. because, it, like, I've always been like very hardcore in in school. Like, I've always I, I've always like slept like five hours per week and stuff like that. So that's kind of normal for me. Like even in high school, I did that with APs and stuff.、Uh-huh. But like doing twenty two credits both semesters in a different time zone、oh、is like completely different. Like, like experience, you know. Straight up, I, yeah, I probably talked about this before, but like I took classes at midnight, took classes three, four a.m. in the morning, and I couldn't go. I and when I wanted to go to sleep, I couldn't fall asleep. There's this one time where I was awake for eighteen、like、hours, and when I finally wanted to go to sleep, I wouldn't fall asleep. Oh, <laughs> like and you lie, and I thought, and like you might say, like, oh, that's your body being, like. Adjusting right to your like um 
exam schedule but like no like straight up like my body was telling me that is dying too because like i i suddenly had like um acne outbursts i started feeling getting sick a lot more often i could feel myself getting like weaker like my immune system was dying <laughs> and just like the whole experience of of taking classes in a 12-hour time zone i don't know why i did it but like it's the the trauma that I get from that is a little bit too severe, <laughs> and I don't think no matter what I do in the future, it's probably not going to match up to what I had to go through that year. Uh, that's yeah, that sounds a lot worse than what uh, I went through, thankfully. But I mean, it wasn't easy even for like people that living stateside. Like for me, for example, I was sort of cooped up at home for like over a year with my with my family. We're very paranoid about catching um covid yeah. and they were very paranoid about like like they're the kind of like spray spray clorox and all like that oh, yeah um so they were constantly stressed out and so like everyone is constantly stressed out at home that's true for having that for a year and a half during you know along with classes and stuff was a very harrowing <laughs> experience um for me too um so yeah that, that was Pretty, I guess the word used trust was traumatic. I yeah. That that kind of fits here too. Um, and I think like looking at the past few um discussions that our classmates have with regard to um sports and, mm. and not being able to compete in sports and how that affected mental health. Sure. Um also about how um couples like cooked up at home started to fight a lot more. I think because of the same reasons I talked about, like a lot of stress. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people like um their love life sort of died out because there you can't really do romance virtually <laughs> um stuff like that and i think that was sort of i guess collective trauma something mm. that our classmates all felt as well yeah mm -hmm. yeah wait guys i definitely agree that these 18 months were rough for us they were rough for me uh, i remember different stages uh, of my reaction to what what was happening around and you probably felt the, those stages too like first there was complete denial of like everything that is happening i remember like when when i heard that the the college is closing and we're moving out there was such a big uh um, traumatic traumatic experience for me but well I feel like um, the word trauma has a very distinct scientific definition and is misused in many cases. Um, and I don't know, I feel like, um, especially when the pandemic came, people started talking about trauma mm. way more, which makes sense, but uh, still like the lines, became even even more blurry of the term like we use trauma every day now um which which is kind of i don't doesn't doesn't feel right for me oh uh, wait 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 a second um that sounds right let me just look something up real quick okay so I just looked it up and the definition of trauma by, so this is psychological trauma um, as defined by the American Psychological Association is mm -hmm. um, an emotional response to a terrible event like an accident, rape or natural disaster. 
And it also says that immediately after the event, um, shock and denial denial are typical. So like, so the use of the words, for example, event, um, I think kind of um, do indicate this is more like short term and acute. So it's like this large event that's sort of um, at like a certain small amount of time. So I guess you're... I think you're right, Bakai. I think yeah, I I I agree as well. Like, if we're going to be like really technical about this, the problems and mental health issues like that arose during this pandemic was cumulative issue that continue over like a long period of time, mm-hmm. rather than like a single instance of time. What is usually seen like for accidents, natural disasters, and according to that definition, it seems that trauma should really be only used like to describe something that happened suddenly and ended almost just as quickly you know wait 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 uh i think i've seen an atlantic article the other day that kind of touched on that mm-hmm. oh yeah the the article the the author basin wonderkog is a famous um psychologist that wrote the body keeps the score. Oh, the one we talked about yeah. class. Oh, oh okay. um, yeah, and this article is good in unpacking of all the stuff that we were trying to to talk about the word trauma. Um, um, it says the trauma, the word trauma is uselessly vague, a swirl <laughs> of psychiatric dia- diagnosis, right. wisdom, and popular misconceptions. Mm-hmm. I think that's right especially now so yeah i just took a look at the article and it Mm -hmm. um in particular brings up like how the word um trauma is used like nowadays referred to um Uh more Mm long-term uh stress and it it, like i kind of agree so you see um a lot of memes and i guess what uh one of my friends referred to as stan twitter (laughs) (laughs) but like i'm sure you guys have seen those weird tweets that use the word trauma to refer to wake getting up out of of bed um, at like 5 a.m to go to work like (laughs) like it's very unpleasant right but it's not like looking like looking at the um the the sort of definition earlier Mm. um like it's not like it's unpleasant but it's definitely not equivalent to something like an accident rape or undergoing a natural disaster mm-hmm. um, so like something that might induce ptsd which is post-traumatic as in trauma um, so like i so I, yeah I, I agree with you bakai and, and and i i think i might agree with um the author of that article as well mm-hmm. so it's kind of like trauma is like my broken leg but but long-term trauma, the pandemic one, a cold that lasts like for a few days. Mm-hmm. Like your your broken leg is a physical trauma. <laughs> that is true. That is true. See, Make the distinction. <laughs> uh, we're not talking about physical trauma. <laughs> <laughs> not yet, at least. So, uh, well, even so, even with all of that, I, I still think that referring to the issues that everyone is experiencing like from the pandemic like mm-hmm. that should have its own term mm-hmm. like even though it doesn't really follow the definition of trauma exactly it is still a large enough issue that is like shared by everyone like, it justifies like a need for a separate term to distinguish like these mental issues from the other like more acute uh 
trauma or like just separating the two essentially yeah that makes sense i feel like having two separate terms will be extremely helpful for um both groups of mm-hmm. people who are suffering people with disorders like ptsd and others they experience trauma and have very very serious health issues mm-hmm. with their mental health they actually need to s- seek medical attention for right. assistance mm-hmm. um while people who are who are suffering from uh, i don't know covid 19 isolation we all had it right mm-hmm. um, or whatever in in different in, it 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 shouldn't be only covid um it could be something different too right. but like i don't know um i feel like when i say it people people kind of don't get it i i'm not i'm not underestimating problems that people face mm-hmm. but like the scale of it mm-hmm. is just very different from what what is considered a medical trauma right that's my point mm-hmm. i'm not underestimating people and their problems right. um but what should be the word for for that mental health issues be like chronic stress chronic, mm. chronic stress kind of makes sense right and it's like some people have suggested calling it like pandemic syndrome or something yeah. like that <laughs> like <laughs> pandemic yeah but like even that terminology just didn't I don't know, it didn't like sit re- super well with me because a lot of the um, problems that we've been seeing over the pandemic are not unique to just the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, if you live in um, an unsafe neighborhood, you might you might also um, experience the same kind of like chronic stress, like right. fear for your life yeah. um, aspect of it. If you lived with lifelong health conditions, you might also fa- face that same kind of fear of falling sick. Right. Um, and this is like lifelong, just kind of like the pandemic is this long-term thing. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm not sure what the term should be. And I m- maybe could leave that up to, I don't know, the experts, but right. um, yeah, I definitely think there should be a different term and having it, having like this long-term stress be like a pandemic mm-hmm. specific term, mm-hmm. I don't think would work very well. Yeah. Yeah. If it will, like, if anything, we should definitely have a new term for the pandemic mental health because it can like if we do have one it can help a lot of people get the proper resources they need to deal with this kind yeah. of stress like if we do if we can if we get like the uh, professionals to like coin a new term specific to this kind of problem it'll be easier for them like the professionals to even reach out to the target audience or the people who need it and it'll also be easier for the people uh, who are suffering from uh all of this like all these mental pandemic mental health issues uh, to get the proper resources they need to deal with it this is kind of related to our very first podcast about terminology and back then we did mention like uh, it how important it was to have like a clarity or just some, some sort of like how like to make sure that the words that we words and terms we use are very clear mm-hmm. for both professionals and for the common people this i think like this really isn't any different there really just has to be a different word to refer to this kind of chronic stress but this will essentially just help people get uh, like instead of finding information about how to treat physical trauma they'll be able to get the help they need to deal with the pandemic mental health and that's why we should definitely have a separate term for the pandemic mental health mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah
Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Check out the sources we used in the episode description. The special thanks to Bikai Sheetov, our line producer, who kept us on track throughout the planning process. I need to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And swipe up to the middle of the screen. Then swipe up on the app. To close all apps, swipe up to the middle of the screen. Then swipe to the far left and tap clear all. That was weird. Oh, cut that out.